listen to this podcast. Uh, welcome to episode nine. <laughs> I think it's episode nine of Triple Thrill. I've been losing count. Nine and a half. Nine and a half, sure. <laughs> with me is Samrat once again. Again, Justin is not with us. But he's here in... Just, just kidding. That guy. <laughs> just screw him now. Uh, he, he, he got the COVID shot this morning. And he's ill. So he's not making... I mean, I got the COVID shot last... Friday, the second dose, and I wasn't feeling well on Saturday, but, I mean, he got the, he got the symptoms, like, a few hours after, so. No, that's just him on a normal day. Yeah, fair. That's fair. He's, he's, he's been like that every day now. Concerning, but, I mean, he just had another med interview, so. It's okay, this podcast will continue even if we all can't make it. it I mean, we're doing it, so. <laughs> I have... There's a lot to talk about, I feel. Um, I'm just going to try... We're going to just try rapid fire through a lot of it. But what has happened uh, since we did our podcast, Saturday, Copa America Final, Sunday, the Euro Final, and the Wimbledon Final, Monday, big news with the Oilers, with them trading for Keith, and then entertainment-wise, uh, I think most people have been watching Loki, so that finale was on Wednesday, so we'll try to touch base on all of that. So let's, I guess, talk about the so, the football finals. Yeah. And Samrat knows more about it than me, so Samrat, you can take it away. How did you feel about the tournaments? How how were they run with COVID and whatnot? Well, okay, for anyone who doesn't know, like the Copa America was actually supposed to take place in Argentina and Colombia. But Colombia pulled out because of political unrest, because... Um, I guess, like, a lot of the people were not happy with the way the government was handling certain, I believe, economic things, but not too sure about that one. And Argentina pulled up because of COVID. So Brazil stepped in, and the president was like, hey, we could do this. And everyone was like, wait a minute, you have, like, some of the highest, like, death rates from COVID right now. It's not really going so well, so I don't know if we should do this. But, you know, Combable, which is the governing body of South America, mm-hmm. so it's like the, it's like the UEFA of South America and if people don't know what UEFA is that's it's they're just the names of the associations of the people who actually legislate and govern the football so like the different football associations from all the different countries within that continent so that was like that was a problem because the players were actually like they were actually you know concerned they were speaking out about how the tournament really shouldn't go on if they're going to be playing in Brazil well it didn't it didn't stop so it went on and then the players, obviously, you know, they still have, you know, national pride, which um, some U.S. NBA players should probably <laughs> take notes from. Shots fired. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, so like, a lot of the people still want to play because, you know, like playing for your national team, especially in football, is, is a huge thing. Like, And, you know, especially in Copa America, which is, I believe, the oldest, like, international football tournament. Or actually, maybe oldest football tournament in general, I'm not sure. But it's definitely okay. the oldest international one. So, you know, both Brazil and Argentina had fine tournaments. They both made it to the finals. And, well, you know, both teams... Actually, you know, Brazil won the last one in 2019, and that was also on home soil. And Brazil has actually never lost on home soil before, as in, like, the tournament. Oh, wow, okay. And so, you know, and you know, I personally thought Brazil would have a repeat again. But, you know, Argentina, credit to them, they rebuilt quite well from last time. You know, like, from people who actually saw them in the World Cup, that was kind of a debacle. 
not too bad in Copa, uh, Copa America 2019. They actually lost to Brazil in the semifinals, but they played pretty well. Uh, like, near the end, I mean. Like, like they didn't start off too well, but they built up. So it looked like there was still, you know, pretty good future for Argentina coming up. But now they just proved it. Uh, this is the first... Oh, I should say Argentina beat Brazil in the final. It was a deserved victory, I think. Argentina played a really good defensive game. This is the first Messi. This is Messi's first. Yeah. Big so this. Is, yeah. So yeah. That's, that's correct. Messi's first international trophy. So now you know people are talking about goats and stuff like that. And now Ronaldo had the Euro. Now Messi has the Copa America. This is Argentina's first major internet or ma- major trophy since 1993 when they God. won the Copa America. So that's what 28 years ago. Wow, that's that, unreal. Yeah. And then this is this is after three final heartbreaks, right? 2014 World Cup final heartbreak. 2015 and 2016 Copa America heartbreaks. So this was a long time coming, and uh, you know it, it finally happened. So congratulations, Argentina. Messi and Neymar got joint best player. Apparently that's a thing. I, I think I don't know what the hell's going on, but I guess Comma Ball's like, yo, we don't want to, we don't want to leave them out, which is fair. Uh, I mean, Messi just edged for me, but you know it, it fine, whatever. Gotta please the Brazil supporters, yeah. maybe. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know if any, you know, for the people who actually know, like, follow a Premier League, Miliano Martinez got the best keeper, best goalie of the tournament, so for all you Aston Villa fans, that's, uh, <laughs> not too bad, eh? Uh, I mean, I think he plays there, should, should have checked that too. <laughs> that's fine. Sure. And then, and then speaking of the Euros, you know, uh, England lost to Italy, so it's not coming home, but, uh, you know, if you look at the games, there's like, you know, they're quite similar games. But what you see was like England was trying to go defensive, but they went too defensive, and that cost them yeah. the game. Is what yeah. a lot of people say, myself included. Even though they had the early lead, what they should have done is what they should have done. What Argentina did and be aggressive with their pressing and still try to go for counterattacks. England didn't do any of that, and Italy was able to control and keep pressuring England for like at least thirty minutes onwards. And so their early lead was nullified. Uh, coming from a corner, which is pretty unfortunate if you look at it from an English perspective. And so, you know, that game had to go down to the wire. I mean, England was able to at least defend well. And, I mean, Italy defended well too, so chances were at a premium, just like in the Copa America final. Although, you know, chances were coming at the very end when Argentina were countering and Brazil had to push everyone up. Uh, The game went all the way to penalties, and that's where some of the huge kind of controversy comes from because... You have England's manager, Southgate, and he's putting on two subs in the last minute when he should have been putting, well, like, which is, you know, a lot of people say the subs should have been coming on before 90 minutes to make a positive impact on the game. You know, we shouldn't be defending. It's what people, like, a lot of English fans are saying and a lot of just people in general. And I, I agree with these thoughts. You know, you go to extra time, you have an extra sub. You know, Italy and Mancini, which is their manager, they made all six subs by the time England was making their fourth. And it was a huge problem because it, it seemed that Southgate was either too cautious or too worried about giving up the lead or or trying to go for the win. That, But, like, the subs came way too late. And then two out of the six came at the very last minute. The very last minute, 120th minute. And so those two subs, Rashford and Sancho, for all you, uh, <laughs> you know, people who follow... Bundesliga, Premier League, or just football in general should know those names. 
Those guys came on. They both missed penalties. And then he puts on a 19-year-old youngster. Who <laughs> I played, saw that. I heard yeah, about that. Yeah. Saka from Arsenal. He is the final penalty taker, as in the fifth one, which is supposed to be final of the normal pens. He puts him on as the final taker. And Southgate knows penalty heartbreak. He missed his penalty. And I mean, like, it was, like, it didn't go in. Uh, on 1996, when England was in the semis against uh, West... Sorry, Germany, I think it was. Uh, and so he knows what that heartbreak and pressure does, and he put it all on a 19-year-old. And a lot of people are just really confused and also very, like, shocked as to why he would do that to, like, someone that young. Like, now, like... And it's unfortunate, too, because there are a few fans, and, you know, English fans, that were abusing guys like Rashford, Sancho, Saka, like, racially abusing them, or, like, at least, like... You know, they were saying, like, racially like, racial comments, like, stuff about their race, and, like, they were saying, like, oh, these guys are to blame for, for missing the penalties, or, like, as, like, sorry, okay, when I say missing penalties, it's a common term that means, like, the penalty didn't go in, it doesn't necessarily mean they missed the net, it just means it was either saved or missed or whatever, but anyways, Italy, I thought, deserved the win, they, yes, they had to go to penalties, and obviously anything can happen in penalties, so, you know, some people are defending Southgate, saying, like, you know, it, if any of these guys pull it off, it works. My my counterpoint, which is a lot of people counterpoint, is like yeah, the whole point of penalties is to set up the best chance. Of course, it could go either way. Of course, luck is involved. It's a penalty shootout, right? But you want to set up your your penalty takers that gives your team the best chance. In my opinion, I don't think Gar uh, Southgate did that with his penalty takers because there were other guys who honestly should have been like should have been in that first five. But, you know, it's easier to say stuff in hindsight. And if he thought these guys were the best penalty takers, then, you know, there's still the argument that, like, why are you putting two of these guys in the last minute? They haven't had any feel for the game whatsoever. You put them in a huge pressure situation in those penalties, and then they both flopped it. Although yeah. Rasher was close. He hit the post. I mean, that was unfortunate. He is a penalty taker. You know, it does happen. But, once he hit that post, I just had the feeling that it's over. Yes. And Italy's going to win this. Once he hit that post, like, yeah, it's over. <laughs> and so, you know, uh, what, you know, one of the Italian players, it's, uh, you know, it's pretty famous if you guys follow football, Benucci. He was like, uh, he was making a joke on the It's Coming Home. He's like, it's coming to Rome. <laughs> Which is pretty damn hilarious. So, that's, that's pretty good. That's so pretty good. Uh, just, to, just to cap off the Euros, um, Italy's goalie, Donnarumma. Who's only 22, by the way. What an insane, insane lad. The guy's already had, like, over 200 games or something like that. Like, from, like, 16 or 17. Like, senior professional games, right? In the top flight. In, in Serie A, obviously, because he started off in Italy. I mean, he's still there. Oh, sorry. He just recently moved to PSG. But he won the player of the tournament. And uh, so, you know, really, really insane levels that we're seeing here. From, from all these guys that I mentioned. From both tournaments. So, yeah, congratulations, Argentina and Italy. Awesome. Uh, I, I watched the year that I didn't watch the Copa America final. Again, I'm not into soccer, football. You fiend. I gotta say football. <laughs> as much as Sam <laughs> is here. Um, so, the overall, it, I love the Euros were, was awesome to watch. Uh, before it was, the, uh, yeah, there's a lot of upsets. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, the, it was amazing. Oh, yeah. I loved it. Uh, but before the Euro finals, uh, Wimbledon happened. I mean, it was two weeks. I'm a huge tennis fan. I love tennis. Wii tennis. Yes, Wii tennis in particular. I still have my Wii. <laughs> it's right in front of me too. 
I can see my Wii right now. But I am a huge fan of tennis, and Wimbledon happened uh, last year was the first time Wimbledon was cancelled since World War Two, yeah, which insane. is insane because of COVID-19. So this year um, in Wimbledon, a lot of players still pulled out due to COVID. Uh, but there are still some big names. Of course, Novak Djokovic, the world number one. Uh, he was going for his 20th uh, major. Uh, Roger Federer coming back from injury, who is almost 40 years old. It's insane that he's still playing right now. And then... Uh, of course, you have a lot of young guns coming up. Uh, what really caught my eye in Wimbledon this year is two young Canadians. They're about 21, 22 years old that we got to keep an eye on. Uh, Denis Shapovalov and Felix Auger-Aliassim. I hope I pronounced their names right. But both of them made the quarterfinals. That's the first time ever that two Canadian men reached the quarterfinals at a major. And unfortunately, Felix lost in the quarterfinals. Dennis advanced to the semifinals, but lost to uh, Novak Djokovic. Uh, but I will say this in the semifinals, Dennis put up quite a fight. I mean, it was what a match. That, was, that, was all, that match was probably better than the final itself, I'll be <laughs> honest. I mean, even though uh, Berrettini, who was the other finalist, yeah. Uh, he took a set off Djokovic. I still oh, think the okay. semifinal yep. between uh, Dennis and Djokovic was a lot more entertaining because, man, Dennis was giving everything he got. Uh, but at the end of the day, the num- number world number one, Djokovic, won uh, the 20, his 20th uh, Grand Slam. Jeez. This is big Bad because lab. he has now tied Roger Federer and Rafael Nadal for the most Grand Slams by... Uh, a men, ten- men tennis player, which is insane. 20, all of them playing in the same era, same decade. Next level. It's it, honestly next level. It's crazy. Um, Djokovic is also going for the very rare Golden uh, Grand Slam, which has never been accomplished. That's winning all four majors in the same year plus the Olympic gold medal. Oh, jeez. No one has ever done that. He's going for it. And I honestly believe he'll also end up winning the most major grandsons out of any tennis player, man or woman. Yeah. The most uh, one uh, is, uh, she goes by the name of Margaret Court. She's won 24. Damn it. That's a lot. And I think Djokovic can win 25. I think he can pull it off. So just need five more, right? He just needs five more. Jeez. Yeah, he doesn't look like he's slowing down that much. Uh, it's like, uh, I mean, uh, he's yet still younger than Federer and Nadal. Yeah. He's already reached 20. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> insane. It's absolutely insane. But that's, that's my tennis spiel. I know a lot of people aren't really interested in tennis, but if you're a Canadian, you got to watch out for Shapovalov and Felix Auger-Aliassime. They are truly the next big names in tennis, in my, in my opinion. But yeah, that, that's kind of the wrap-up from the weekend with football and um, tennis. I, w- I will add this, though. Uh, for, all you, for all of you North American football fans... The uh, the Continental Tournament for North America is going on oh, for, yes. for football, slash soccer, however you want to call it. It's called the Gold Cup. And uh, right now, so like teams like Canada, Mexico, U.S., you know, Jamaica, Costa Rica, Honduras, etc., those kind of teams are in it. And so for, well, I mean, for the people already following it, that's great. But for people who aren't, then, uh, yeah. you know, it's, it's something else to follow if you if you do follow, like following these kind of, in, uh, these Continental Tournaments, so. Yeah, I mean that's that's uh, that's going through the group stages right now. So we'll probably probably talk about that when it's done, sometime in the uh, near like, future. The, yeah, beginning of August when it ends. Yeah, once uh, do you know when the finals about? 
Uh, it's supposed to be like August. It's, it's like like the first few days of August. Oh my god, the next two weeks are going to be insane. Next two weeks are going to be insane. Uh, speaking of that, we're going into hockey for a bit because on Monday, yeah, boy. <laughs> I, I didn't want to talk about hockey this week, <laughs> but on Monday a trade happened that I do need to mention with the Empton Oilers, and that is... Warning, rant incoming. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to rant about this because we both hate it. Duncan Keith got traded from Chicago to Edmonton in exchange for Caleb Jones and a conditional third round pick. Big thing, no salary cap retention. I do, I mean, that's not the whole trade. I mean, Chicago added a prospect, but he's like a no-name at this yeah. point. We don't like it. Okay, Samurai, why don't you like it? I think we both agree that we don't really like it overall. Yeah, it's just like it was a waste. Like, it's just, you know, giving Jones is one thing, but like, you know, no salary retention. It's just like, it's just an... Yes, I know people pointed out, like, the cap it actually is really small, like, overall. Yes, but, like, there was no need for us to even take a hit in general. Yeah. Like, in terms of, like, you know, like, Chicago could have held back some of the salary because they wanted to offload Keith because Keith wanted to leave. And so, okay, sure, you know, you can argue about how, you know, like, we might not make the trade if, you know, like, Jones is off the table and stuff like that. But, like, you know, like, it, it works for both teams. Like, Chicago just, like, like Holland saying, "Yeah, fuck it, we'll do it. We'll do it. We'll we'll pay for all of this." It makes it makes no sense because like we were the only team Keith was gonna go to. We we're the only team he's interested in, and Chicago knows he wants to leave. So there's no doesn't make any sense. Like you play hardball with him, like there's gonna be a point where Chicago has to break down. At least that's that's what most of our thinking is. Uh, I mean, and then the other problem becomes uh, giving away. <laughs> Uh, what was it, a conditional third-round pick, was it? Yeah, conditional third-round that, pick. That, that's the icing on the cake, isn't it? Like, that was so unnecessary. Why, what a joke. Why did they have to give up a pick? I'm getting sick of that. I'm getting sick of Holland just giving out picks now. Is, I, why a third? I it, honestly don't. And, it, don't and it becomes the second if the Oilers make the stand yeah. for the finals, but that's not happening. Yeah, it's not. That's not happening. <laughs> like... I don't think Holland understands that he had all the leverage in the world in this. Yeah. Duncan Keith, he when he when he requested a trade, he wanted to be closer to his kid who lived in BC. Mm-hmm. And there's only four cities <laughs> that are that close to BC: Vancouver, <laughs> Seattle, Calgary, and Edmonton. Yeah. Calgary and Vancouver didn't want any part of it. Yep. Seattle was going to have take their time. They were like. I well, don't, I don't think they're gonna. Seattle had all the cap anyways. space. Seattle, I don't think they're gonna go yeah, they could have gone for any other player. They had all the cap space in the world, so it was just Edmonton. So why in the world did Holland feel like, oh, I gotta do this yeah, right yeah, now? Exactly. It, it was so like, uh, just for people who might not be following the trade, like around like it was like around a week, right? Holland it was on playing, Monday. Yeah. Yeah. Hard. No, sorry. Like as in like oh, like when we first heard of these talks. It was around a week. Holland's playing hardball, and everyone's like, "Yeah, this yeah." Is we were talking. We, we were talking about this on yeah. Friday. Like, oh, in yeah, last yeah, 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 yeah. In our last podcast, oh shit! <laughs> in our last podcast, we were like, "Oh, Holland's going to play this thing oh, out. My God. He's going to. We. He has all the leverage in the world." Yeah. So this is the confusing thing. Like he's playing hardball as he should be because, you know, like Rahul said, we have all. Like the Oilers have all the leverage here. All of a sudden, you know, on Monday, it's like, oh, no, panic mode. Oh, I will, yeah, I'll give you Jones and the third round. Oh, we ju- you know what? You don't even have to retain this. Other. We just need Keith right now because we need the the cup, like, before the season starts. Because apparently that's how that works in his head, I guess. Not sure. I just, it's just very weird. 
it, it it's weird. I just I don't I still don't get it. I mean, you could have gone Keith probably after the expansion draft. I would think. Oh my god. Probably. Oh, shit, yeah. <laughs> That's a good point. Like, okay, oh, they're going man. to expose they were going to expose Keith anyways. Yes. And, and Seattle was like, not going to yeah. take him. With yeah. that cap, they weren't. Also his age. His age and whatnot. It's like for, for a team that has all that cap, right? Like they're trying to build for yeah. It's just I'm just trying to figure out why in the world did Holland decide now the time to trade for Duncan Keith. Yeah, it's weird. Be, like, if, if it happened right away, you could kind of be like, oh, Holland didn't understand what was going on, or like pro scouting was like fucked up. But they were holding out like they were supposed to do. So something changed. Something just changed out of nowhere. Yeah. And nobody really, like, I understand, like, some people might be saying, uh, you know, there's like funny comments that might be serious, like saying, like, Keith, the only way Keith is going to Edmonton is like, if this trade happens with Chicago. But like, Keith has made quite clear he wants to go to a place close to BC. So Edmonton, was Edmonton was his preferred right. So like, why? Anyways, like, like, I, like he's going to go. He's more desperate to go to one like to our team than Holland was to be desperate to get Keith because Keith wants to be closer to his family. Like that's something he like he was going to do it no matter what. Like that was going to happen. Like right? Keith, Keith but, has accomplished. So he's more desperate than we are. Keith has accomplished <laughs> everything. Right, he's 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 accomplished everything he wants. He just wants to be with his family at this point. Yeah, like, I just like sure he like he picked Edmonton because this is the one team that he feels that has a chance to go all the way to the cup. Also, the we also team. we want him as well. So. We do want him. We do like we do need that le- second sh- uh, left shot defenseman because unfortunately Klepom isn't coming back well, at this yeah, point. I mean, like, it's, there's a huge. It's not happening. That, yeah. It's not happening and. Out of all the left shot defensemen out there that were available, free agents, they were gonna, we were gonna have to overpay for them. And I still I'm, don't think they were gonna come. I doubt they would have come because <laughs> it's Edmonton guys. No one comes. And I, I know there's people saying because a lot of other defensemen got bought out after. Yes. yes. But here's the thing: all of them were American. Yep. All of them were yep. veterans. They would just want to stay yep. in Definitely. America. A lot of people miss that point. Yeah. For some reason, I I don't for for people who aren't familiar with uh, well, I mean. I guess since, like, if you're not, like, a Canadian team fan or or just don't, haven't followed, like, Oilers, or just even just NHL in general, like, um, our our city isn't really a great location for even other Canadians to go to. Like, it's, yes. like, people will usually go to, like, you know, Toronto or something like that, or even Vancouver, you know, but, like, a lot, yeah, a lot of the American-based players um, will stay in America. It's just, uh, you, I mean, it, you can argue about, like, why that is, like, you know, or, or you, like, there's other factors, like, there's multiple factors, like, you know, like, being familiar with your country, but also, like, just having nicer, I guess, uh, you know, amenities, like you've said before. Better well, golf courses, probably. <laughs> uh, yeah. Also, like, you know, like, you can the, golf year-round yeah, in the yeah, states, some like, places, some, yeah. some states, and, you know, like, yeah. have better taxation, like, it's, it's oh, more yeah. beneficial, right, like, the weather, that kind of stuff, also, like, the benefits. Uh, and, like just living in certain areas, like and then also being an NHL player, like the benefits are actually much better if you're in the states in some places. So, you know, stuff like that, um, it adds up. And you know, with like, uh, from looking at from one of these uh, articles from Oilers Nation that Rob sent me, it's about like what over twenty percent American players. So like, you know, but there's like what, um, yeah, I mean, even Canadian players would like, you know, like. When you're getting drafted and you're going to American if teams, because they're the majority of the yeah. teams in the league, like you know, these people are going to be like living in America for a while. It's like, why would you want to leave if you're there for a while? Like, especially if they're building like like livelihoods and fa- oh, sorry, like families and stuff there, right? 
Right. It's it's tough. Like Edmonton's just not ideal, which sucks. I mean, you know, being Edmontonian, but like you know. Yeah. So like for yeah, like a lot. So like we had. What were the two guys that just recently got? Um, was it was it free agency? I can't remember. It was two defensemen. Two defensemen got bought out. Sutter and there was another guy. Yeah, I totally forgot now. Sutter <laughs> and it, it was another Keith. It was. I don't remember. Yeah, it was. Uh, I am. Something. I'm going on a blank right now for some reason. And he's a really well known defenseman. Yeah, it's okay. You can, oh my god! Yeah. yeah, so the, the point is what we're trying to say, and um, Keith Yandel. Yeah, Keith, there, there you go. These like a lot of these like the realistic option to get another like veteran, experienced left-handed defenseman would be Keith for Oilers. You can keep saying about all oh, these guys are free; they're not coming. All right, and then like even if we overpay, they're probably not coming. Like it just nobody wants to be here, and and obviously like we're not like as an oil you know like no team should be overpaying like nobody nobody wants their team overpaying and getting you know like ridiculous contracts like that's a joke we're not complaining about Duncan Keith i know yeah. he's going to help the team we're we are a better team with him mm-hmm. we're complaining that chicago we did got the take, short end of the we got deal, the short right? end of the deal Holland didn't do enough yeah. to justify the deal exactly. at all and that makes me worried about the future, yeah. the future yeah. aka the next 2 weeks the next two weeks are going to be chaos. Get get ready. Our next two podcasts are going to be, oh boy, depending on just what Holland be us does. Crying. Probably <laughs> at this point. Um, crying so, ASMR. This is what's going to happen in the next two weeks, you guys. <laughs> Wednesday is going to be the NHL expansion draft. Tomorrow's the deadline for teams to actually submit their list on who they're protecting. Oh yeah, Mr. that's tomorrow. Jones. So we have the C- Seattle expansion draft on Wednesday. Friday is the actual NHL entry draft, and then the Wednesday after is NHL free agency. Also, uh, you know, Olympics are coming up. And the Olympics are, (laughs) but when we record our next podcast, the opening ceremony would have happened. Yeah. (laughs) It's going to get pretty crazy, a lot of stuff to talk about in terms of sports. Uh, That being said, I think we we should diverge away from sports here for a bit. (laughs) Uh, we've been talking a lot about sports, especially hockey. I want to get into the Loki finale. Or just just the series in general? The series in general. Uh, I guess, general question, how do you define the Loki series? Oh, I thought it was very enjoyable. I d- was, I, it, was it better than WandaVision Falcon? Okay, see, that, that's where... That's yeah, where I, the main... I, I do think it was more enjoyable than WandaVision. I mean, mm-hmm. I liked all three of them, but I, I do think uh, right now... It is like the weakest. Not saying it was bad, just saying like out of the three, it's 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 the bottom out of the three for me. See, but this is the thing. Like, I'm for me, I thought, uh, you know, Captain Falcon and the Soviet Soldier is what I like to call the show. <laughs> just a little joke there, but uh, I thought I okay. It's because I'm also invested in the characters, like comic wise, because I, I I read I read some of their stuff, right? So. But I thought it was handled. I don't know. I I thought it really handled well. Sorry, it was handled well because you had this a lot of themes and topics, right? Like you had the whole like um, the whole racial divide kind of thing with with the you know um, what was the previous uh, crap? What was the one super soldier who they were talking like the old guy? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I forgot his name too. Christ, now <laughs> because it was a while ago. We we're we we're investing in Loki, so yeah, was it a lighter or something? I can't remember. Something like that. Yeah, you're and you're then, close. Uh, yeah, so then you know with with um, well yeah, Sam's character like 
that was interesting. But then also exploring like Bucky's trying to like trying to find or trying to live again. You know, like out, he's he's out of, like he doesn't have the control or people don't have control over him, so he's not an assassin anymore. But he still has to live with what he's done. And then you have all these topics with like uh, you know like what happens when everyone came after the blip and how the government and executives and politicians and people have tried. They've, you know, like, they're trying, but they've mismanaged. And it's allowed for... It's... Because of this mismanagement, people have taken up arms against, like, the, the world... Like, you know, their their universe of world government. Or whatever, the Repatriation Council. There's a lot of ri- nice, like, to themes there. And I thought there was a good character moments. I know not everyone agrees, but... For me, I thought that was... Oh, I, I still think that's my favorite. So I'll okay. say Loki's second right now. But Loki is close. Like, there were a few uh-huh. gripes I had with Loki. Um... One of them is kind of big, I think, but overall, I thought it was really well done. The chemistry between Tom Hiddleston and Michael Owen was fucking ridiculous. Like, yeah. who would have thought, right? Like, Michael Owen, I thought, killed his role as Mobius. I, you know, and then obviously, or not obviously, the relationship. Or the Owen, Owen Wilson was fantastic. Oh yeah, and then like you know with, with Loki and Sylvie, like I that was fantastic, right? Like you yeah. have like that's an interesting dynamic that also worked quite well. Uh, and you know like the topics oh like just having the tva in general like what do you have to do to preserve the timeline is it worth it and like look at all look at all the terrible things the tva has to do like you know like murking people pretty much essentially it's genocide over and over again and then it's just and you get you get these like themes and topics about like you know do you just do what you do for the greater good and then even if it's you know bad like do you, you know is that something you still do is that something you accept and then talking about free will, like, you know, people can't be f- doing certain choices. And then, so it's like, who gets to be the judge on that? Who gets to judge, like, what people can or can't do, right? That kind of stuff. And also the stuff, uh, of the TVA in general, like, right? these people, all they know is the TVA because they've had their memories manipulated. Yeah. So do you keep going on with something that you've known? Or do you try to fight against it? And we saw that with two different characters with uh, with the judge. I can't remember her name now. And then she went... She couldn't let go of, of the organization. Like, you know, something so deeply ingrained in her. But with Mobius, he was, he was shattered, right? It was it was a huge shattering moment. So he actually tried to go against that. So it's really interesting. But, but before he knew the truth about what was going on... I, yeah. I won't say too many spoilers. You know, he, he said... To Loki, it's like this is this is what I've known. This is what I do. So it's really interesting how you know your your well, I guess your perceived lifestyle and your experiences kind of kind of factor in into like what 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 choices you will make in the future. Right. And then right. obviously that you know th- the whole aspect of the time time timelines and all that stuff was well, uh, that was a bit wacky. I I don't like you know anything anytime you got the timeline involved like there's always gonna be wacky shit because it's just. You know, you're just going off, like, you know, the classic random, like, speculation about how time travel is, so. That's fair. That's fair. Um, I, I do have WandaVision, uh, like, if I were ranked in WandaVision at the bottom. Uh, it's yeah. still a good series, just, yeah. I want to compare it to the other two, I still found it at the bottom there. Um, I currently, I don't know if this is uh, just recency bias, but I do have Loki above Falcon the Winter Soldier. Um, the big reason why I don't have Falcon Winter Soldier as high, um, a few things. Um, to uh, this is just I guess me personally, I I didn't find the vel- villain as memorable. Um, That's fair. I, I I don't know. There's I didn't 
find the villain that interesting. Um, yeah, you could argue like what the villain stood for was like bigger. Well, I mean, supposedly, but it was, yeah. it was that was the thing to focus on. But yeah, I, I can I, I can get that. Yeah. Yeah, and then the way the the way they finished off Bucky's storyline, I just felt it was too rushed, in my opinion. Mm. I know some people uh, think it's all right. I just like, felt like me. <laughs> Yeah, I, I just felt it was a bit too rushed. I think mm-hmm. they could have had a longer moment there at the end with Bucky. And I guess this isn't, this isn't more, a, uh, I guess, a negative thing, but I just wanted to see more U.S. agent in the fight at the end. Oh, yeah, yeah that's true. <laughs> I, I wanted to see a bit more of him. But it looks like we'll, we'll see more of him in the yeah. future, yeah. for sure, with what has happened at the end. Um, with Loki, uh, I just loved how... Every character I loved. I loved every single character in that, in the show. Uh, I don't really have one negative thing to talk about of each character, unlike uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Hmm. Um, it's interesting how they ended off the series with a cliffhanger, and that cliffhanger is going to lead into oh, not just Loki season two, but m- yeah. several movies and whatnot. And it, I just yeah. cannot. Ant-Man wait. three looks to be like the the most directly related, I guess. I think Loki season two will release before Ant Man two, right? Ant Man three. Wait, really? I believe. Holy shit! Because Ant Man three is still a while away, isn't shit, it? I I thought it was just a few years. From now. I, like, I, don't like, know. I, thought, I thought it was next year, legitimately. I did. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, so much is happening until there. I mean, yeah. Doc. Uh, I look. Uh, Tom Hilton is appearing in Doctor Strange two, by the way. Oh shit! Yes. Yo, I didn't that know that. has been reported. Bro, I'm ge- every That time, has been reported. Dude. I want to announce that right now. He has, I didn't he has... even know I could be more hyped for that movie than I already am. <laughs> and now you <laughs> are. <laughs> God damn it. Amazing. Sigoy. <laughs> and, and you kind of have to feel that Spider-Man will have some yeah. influence from hopefully, this. Hopefully. hopefully. We, we really don't know much about No Way Home still. Yeah. That's the thing. It... All we know about is rumors... I keep hearing rumors of the trailer coming out, oh, this week. No, it's going to be this week oh. now. Not, like, again, I'm hearing it's going to come out early next week. I don't know what to believe with that. It has to come out soon because December is not that far off. Yeah. That, it's not that far off. And to be fair, that's like the one movie I'm really looking forward to this year out of yeah. all the MCU movies. Mm-hmm. We haven't watched Black Widow yet. We will soon, but that's just one movie where, like, we don't really have to watch it right now. Yeah, we're not too hyped for it. Just, um, just because we're more invested into like the more popular characters. So, like you know, Spider-Man, Doctor Strange, for, for, and uh, you know, we mentioned this in our in our other podcast, like way back, like one of our earlier ones. Like these are characters we, um, well, we follow more, right? Like in terms of cartoons, the comics, that kind of stuff. So, and also because like these guys were firmly established in the first three phases. Yeah. Well, at least like, okay, yeah, Doctor Strange only had one movie. Sure, fine, but like. Um, you know, Black Widow. I mean, not saying anything. There's, I mean, not saying there's anything wrong with the character. It's just like she's not. She didn't have like her own kind of main stuff going on. So yeah, just like for us, it's we're not super invested. But you know, you know what else is also great about these MCU shows? The memes. Oh yeah. Oh, there's so many good memes out there. Yeah, I, yeah. I will say this though before we talk about some of the more meme stuff. <laughs> uh, like just one of the reasons why I thought Loki. Like, I understand, like, with these miniseries, it's hard. Like, a lot of, like, a lot, some of the stuff in these, each of these miniseries or shows, whatever, it's, because they're so short in general, like, 
they have to they do have to rush things and so yeah. uh you know you mentioned some stuff in Falcon Winter Soldier which I mean okay we kind of disagree on it but to the extent anyways to with Loki extent, yeah. like I, I thought there was like quite a bit of rushing too because like for example Loki's character change was nice but I honestly don't see how it would have happened this quickly because it only happened within the first few episodes and if you judge Loki based on like what he was supposed to be which is the MCU timeline it took yes obviously Loki isn't like a fallen villain and, and like the whole first episode or or you could I can't remember second episode like there was a whole breakdown in, on him and you know it, it made him more open into understanding like and it made him more open for us, the audience, to kind of understand where Loki's at. And also for Loki himself to be able to change. Or, I get that. But also, it's just that, like, when you when you look at all the movies that Loki had to change over and all the different moments, yeah. it, it it does, it, it shouldn't, like, it's not something that should be... And yes, I know meeting Sylvie, his counterpart, was also a big thing. And I won't, I won't spoil why that is. But for me, I just feel like, the the character arc was great like it should have been that way but like it just should have it should have been longer to establish like oh loki went from this character to like to this guy to to more like what we kind of had and that, that's and, a good point uh, because i i just thought it was too quick but i understand why they had to do it because it's only well you could argue if there's gonna be two seasons and they can build it up through the second season yeah. as well but so that's kind of like i feel like with season right? two they're gonna just build up a can like Right. Yeah. Right. So this is like this is kind of like a major gripe because I thought character-wise, a oh, lot spoilers. of spoilers. <laughs> a lot of spoilers. <laughs> if you haven't watched the Loki, Whoops. Now, yeah. I I was I was I was gonna make sure not to mention his name and then you just. <laughs> oh shit! It's okay, dude. It's okay. Whatever. Yellow. Like. I'll just say spoilers. <laughs> spoilers. Yeah, so that so like those are some of my gripes with uh, with oh, all man. the series, right? But I think Loki more so because character wise, I thought Loki Loki's was more rushed than than the other characters. I get were. that too because this is a Loki that technically has only like this is a Loki we've only seen in Thor and the Avengers. Yes, and he right. was pretty messed up. And he was right. pretty messed up there. I'm not right? Thor too. You can kind of see some of it, right? But it's it's still like. Like, I mean, I like, after Avengers, yeah, right? I, I, after the event of Avengers. Like, I understand, like, people are going to be saying, like, well, him looking at yeah. his future time, like, yeah. seeing what he could become, or what he did become, and, yeah. and, like, you know, like, his mom died, and him and Thor were actually, like, partnering up and trying to save his guardians, and, you know, him dying, that was a shock, and then, and then him meeting Sylvie, and also, like, him meeting Mobius. I understand, like, that is a good catalyst to change. I, I agree with the setup. It's just how quickly it took, right? The character arc was good. I really did enjoy it. I just yeah. wish it was longer, because... I just don't think it just doesn't seem to fit in with what how Loki is like this particular fair. version. But, That's fair. But no, but like yeah. But what I really did like though. Oh, also, I guess the other kind of gripe I had, which is you know, this one's even less like it's it's even more minor. Spoilers: the the guy that they meet at the end, the guy who controls the TV and stuff like that. Like I I do <laughs> think that was kind of rushed too at the end. Like when I say rush, I just feel like. You you had this whole build up. We were like, oh, we gotta find whoever set the whole team. I enjoyed up. it. And yes, like the episode itself was nice, but like it also became a huge exposition dump where it's like, oh, I did this for this, and you're like, yeah, that's cool and all. But what I didn't like was like all the themes that were being set up before, like the ones we were talking about, like free will and like what choices affect what, and like you know, like what do you have to do to to maintain your kind of like I guess worldview. It it I I feel like. 
because they had to do a, such a huge exposition dump, like, I had to explain, like, what this guy is and why the TVA is set up. Like, we didn't really get into a philosophical talk, like how Loki and Mobius would do sometimes when they were talking. We didn't have these, like, philosophical moments that I really wish it had, where it's just, like, I really wish they kind of went in depth into why this character had done. And, yeah, okay, we, we get, to, he explains why he did it, but to really go into, like, you know, what was his, like, kind of thinking when he first started and, like, how he is now. And, yes, like, the actor did a fine job of showing, like, how kind of insane he's become after all these, millenn- like, these <laughs> lifetime, these years. Like, these, like, what? Like, over millions of years. Or, it's a long yeah, time, it's man. Insane. It's a long time. But we, we didn't really get to see, um, we didn't, re- they didn't really dwell into, like, that whole kind of conversation about, I mean, it was there. It just, I just, for me, I just don't think it was deep enough. Like, they didn't dwell deep enough. And it could, it could be presented later on in season two. So, fair enough. I get that. I just feel like this is a huge moment where you can actually dwell into this and be like, hey, man, these are, like, why we think, you know, the TV is not set up properly and then we can change it like this. And it's just like, well, I do this because I do the things I do, not because it's like, you know, like, I understand I'm the villain, right? But it's what the character was saying, but just like, but this is kind of the best thing that I think it is, even though people get messed up in the situation. And you have Sylvie, who's, like, personally affected by it. I mean, Loki is too, but she's she's been very heavily affected by this. And also, it, thank you, Sylvie, for giving us a multiverse. Oh, yeah. <laughs> spoilers! I mean, we already said spoilers, so might as well just Also, that going. doesn't make any sense either. That's another... Th- okay, this is not even a problem I have, but it doesn't make sense. Having multiple timelines does not mean you have a multiverse. It just means you have multiple timelines in the same universe. Multiverse means you're in a different, like, it's a different plane yeah. of existence. Yeah, that's true. Like, you can have multiple timelines within, like, a, a universe and then have a different universe of its own. But we're doing multiverse. That's how Marvel... I mean, yes, I understand. Marvel. Multiverse can still mean that because yeah. you can still obviously... That's how they're doing it. I, I just... I'm not judging I, it. I don't... I just, I just want I'm, it. I'm just... <laughs> I just want the multiverse. I don't care how they introduce it. Andrew Garfield, Tobey Maguire, Spider-Man, here we go! <laughs> <laughs> how much do you want to bet that... Remember the end credit scene of WandaVision where Wanda's in her house and then he she hears her kids? Yeah. What I've... if that point yeah. is happening at the exact same time the multiverse is being created? So it's not really her kids? It's some other kids? Yeah. Oh man, that kind of... But that, but, that, but that means the kids we saw on the shore actually are dead. Like, not even dead. They're out of existence, bro. Well, then again... I don't like that. When there's a different version of a character, I don't treat them as the same. They're, they're different characters. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. And then, I mean, I saw some other tweet saying, Oh, now this is a perfect time to introduce the Young Avengers. Yes, you that is true. Yeah. yeah. So... That's it's good. interesting what's going to happen. Also, you know, Doctor Strange too. Like, whoa, because because Wanda's supposed oh to, Scarlet Witch is supposed to be in Doctor Strange yep. too as well. So, and it's going to be. And also, it says multiverse of madness. So, um, we'll see. No, wait, actually, yeah. the multiverse is already confirmed. Like, see, this is what I'm saying. Like, the the, no, like the naming is so weird because in Doctor Strange too, you already saw the Dark Dimension, which is a different. Universe. <laughs> Dormammu is from a different universe, oh right? This is not the same universe that the MCU is in. So they they already confirmed that kind of stuff, and I think they confirmed it in other maybe other movies too, right? Like with Batman, I can't remember it honestly. But like these timelines shouldn't be spreading out to the to other universes because it's from this universe. But honestly, there's a whole like canned worms here because if this if this <laughs> certain character, no spoilers, even though it's already been spoiled, um. 
if if so now you're saying it's like the TVA was there to cut off branching timelines. That means you've only had the one timeline, and everyone else gets fucked over. The more you think about, it, the That's, more complexing it gets. But it's like really, yeah, it's like th- <laughs> things get really messed up because in Endgame, uh, when they actually went oh back boy, in here time, we go, yeah, all that stuff uh, technically was okay. Like that was that was fine. The TVA didn't have to get involved, and technically, I guess you know, but like I could have sworn they were saying like when Hulk was talking to the Ancient One. They're trying to explain like how they thought time works, and yeah, does is that consistent with what happened in Loki? I have to go back and check I, it out. I, yeah, I, don't I, I think it that. does work because I think they said what they were trying to do is if you go back, but they don't try to alter things. Yeah, if, if people are unaware of what's going on, also if it it, it sometimes it looped over. I mean, Lo- I, think, I, think, I mean, Loki yeah. and Mobius did go to Pompeii, and they they were attempting that very. Oh, Question. yes, but I don't think these are Nexus events. In oh, yeah, that's game. fair. Well, I mean, supposedly. Supposedly, right. you know, never know. know. I don't. Yeah, I know it gets very around. complex. Just just know yeah, that... Apparently, Thanos snapping half the universe away was supposed to happen. Yeah. And that's fine. Yeah. Like, that doesn't mess up the timeline. But but then Avengers going back in time to get to stop Thanos was also, su- also supposed to Also have? fine, I guess. So I was like, I cool. It's just one of those things where, like, they added it on after the fact, and you would have to kind of, like, It was supposed to happen, yet there was a million different ways of this happening. Oh, my fucking... <laughs> According to Doctor Strange. And this is where it gets even more complex. So, I'm assuming he doesn't know the TVA like most people. Or maybe... I don't I... see... Doctor Strange is supposed to know stuff like this. But, yeah. Like, but then again, we don't... It's his MCU version. I just I hope know. that Doctor Strange 2 will answer all these questions, but most likely it will not. <laughs> Oh gosh! Uh, but yeah, great, great show overall. Great, great show. Definitely had fun with it. Definitely had a blast. I mean, there was uh, there's a lot of uh, yeah. interesting fans. Well, not, I, I don't know if there's a lot of fan service, but you know, the, there was some interesting things in there. So, okay, yeah, I'm gonna finish off this podcast. I'm gonna give you questions, yes or no questions. Okay. All these questions I said yes to. Okay. Okay. So I want to see if you agree or just. Don't, okay? Sure. This is going to be about all the stuff we talked about. Oh Oilers God. and uh-huh. MCU. Okay. First question. Duncan Keith will be a second pairing defenseman in both of his seasons. So that means he will never drop to the third pair in this two seasons with the Oilers. So are you assuming Nurse Bear was the first pair and then Keith yeah. Larson is the second? Well, Keith and whoever. Keith and who? Oh, yeah. Yeah. okay. So he'll never drop down to that third pair. That's the only way the Oilers win this trade. Could you remind me who our other defensemen are other than Russell and Ligason? Bouchard. Okay, okay. And Kuku and Kulikov are unsigned right now. So are we signed? I have no idea if we're signing them. Okay, well, doesn't that change a lot then? If we don't have D-Men, then doesn't Keith kind of become second by default? Okay, I'll yeah. say this. I don't. I'll say no because I think he will be second pairing this season. Yeah, I think he has the potential to drop next season because it would be way too late. That's fair. As in, like he'll try to give that. You know, he'll try to give whatever's left in the tank. But then, like, there's only there's a limit to that. Yeah. Okay. Next question: Is Zach Hyman will be signed by the Oilers? Yes or oh, no? Oh, for fuck's sake! <laughs> I think he will. Well, I considering Holland, Holland yeah, considering Holland, I think he will. I don't really. I mean, Hyman's a good player. I just don't know how much of an impact he'll have for us in the playoffs. But 
And also because he's asking for way too much. Fuck that yep. shit. But yeah, but like I said, considering Holland is going back to his old... Oh, sorry. Well, I, I guess he's doing his typical post-Cap era GM bullshit. And yeah, it looks like he's going to sign him. Yeah. For like a billion dollars. Billion. Forever. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> All right. So tomorrow, uh, Edmonton and every other team releases their protector list. Cassian will be protector over Benson as the seventh forward. That Sorry, you're asking me if I think that's going to happen? Yeah, well, I think it will. Do you agree with that or not? This is Holland we're talking about. The GM has to decide this? Yeah. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I guess it's going to be Zach Cassian. <laughs> I think Kazim's going to be productive or Benson. Wow, I'm just think, getting pissed I off I think now. the Oilers are going to... I'm just getting triggered. What the fuck is Okay, this? okay, last question. This is MV-related. Okay. okay. Toby, Toby McGuire and Andrew Garfield will not only appear, yeah. but they will have significant roles in Far From Home. I think they will. I think they're going to have significant roles. Oh, this is just me hoping that. Like, I don't actually know the answer. But yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll say yeah. I mean, I've seen I've seen rumors, so that's what I'm basing that's it true. off of. That's true. I've seen a lot. I've seen well, a lot. I mean, it's, well, I mean, the rumors are not. I'm not saying the rumors are true. I'm saying we've heard the rumors. Yeah. <laughs> I cannot wait for Spider Man No Way Home. I, I'm waiting for a trailer. Who knows when that's going to happen? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but until then, um, next week is going to be more chaos because the NHL expansion draft, the NHL entry draft, trades. Most likely, and of course, the Olympics start off. So we're gonna to have tons to talk about on yeah, our next I can't podcast. Wait for field hockey, boy. <laughs> I I don't even know if I'm ever I'm going to watch field hockey. <laughs> I'm just gonna be watching swimming and track as usual. Oh damn! I want to see the team-based sports and golf. Bro, I want to. Is break dancing in this Olympics? I don't. Think so. I didn't see that on their it's side. It's either uh, it might be the next Olympics. Huh? Rhythmic gymnastics is. Yeah, no, I saw that. Three on three basketball, yeah, baseball yeah. is back, I think. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. it's Japan, man. It's what Japan, <laughs> of course. You have to get that shit in there. <laughs> what other big sports? I don't know. We'll we'll talk about it next time. Yeah. So in the meantime, stay healthy, stay safe. This is episode nine of Triple Zero with Samrat and Rahul. Oh, I click.